Is crew welfare a hot topic in the commercial sector? It's a good question and one which has sparked massive debate and discussion at this year's Superyacht Forum during a session led by the Red Ensign Group. Comments and questions across the session reflected the concerns the industry has for its people. They're people, not prisoners, said one, and yet they're treated no better in many cases. For this second REG at the Superyacht Forum podcast, we've brought together Ian Blair and Andrew Hinshaw from the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency, along with Carlo Vanelli from the Isle of Man Ship Registry to discuss the issues around welfare. I asked Ian how he felt the session had gone. I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect when I came here today, coming from the merchant world, but just to hear an industry talk about their own issues, it sort of gives you the hope that actually they can do something about it and not, as always, rely on the regulator. Would you say that, Andrew, that that there was a real will to do something about crew welfare this time? Yeah, definitely. There was so much engagement with the audience. You could see engagement from all the flags. There was a full mix of different people. There was crew, crew management companies, management companies, crew here, and everyone seemed to be recognizing there's an issue and yeah, wanting to tackle it even if no one really has a bullet yet. Carlo, I think there has been a recognition amongst the REG that there are problems for crews. You know, they spend a lot of time away from home. But has there been that feeling that perhaps we've not met with the enthusiasm before today? Yeah, I think that uh, compared to three, four years ago, there is uh, much more interest, uh, interest in uh, crew welfare matters. Probably during pandemic, uh, people uh, have realized uh, what is uh, not having the freedom uh, to come back home or to move uh, at their discretion. And probably they now they feel uh, what is the life uh, of people on board. And I think that uh, many people before were not aware of what was the life of seafarer uh, in the great maritime industry. That's why most probably now there is much, much more interest than before. One of the saddest comments I heard today, Ian, was someone who said that people generally don't complain, they resign and take the problems with them. How do you see the UK and the REG's role in helping that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think that's actually an issue probably for society in general. Um, I think it takes really strong people to recognise there's an issue and want to put it right and not move away. Um, to, to be fair, Heather, I don't know what the answer is, but... Um, I think if we can, you know, it's highlighted today, if we can get in there at a grassroots level and provide people the, the knowledge of, of sort of the things to look out for and the tools they can take and the people they can talk to to drive a change in the sector, it might well find that these things naturally sort of disappear. And it's hard, isn't it, to admit that you need help? Yeah, yeah, and I did mention during it someone talked about a real sad case and it's really complex, it's not... It's not always a definite cause and yeah, sometimes people don't know the root cause and can be accentuated by the environment. But yes, it's, it's, it's a really complex issue, to be fair. And, and to, be, to be fair as well, somebody like me who's never been to sea, who doesn't understand the, the problems people face, it's probably quite difficult to explain just how isolating it can feel to be at sea. Yeah, that was touched on new people coming into the industry like getting shocked by it and how we can 
the guys in the audience were saying how they can slowly introduce people to it rather than a big step up and uh, drop them into it. So yeah, it can be can be tough for people. And Carlo, I always thought that social media would be a help and, and the internet generally would be a help, but it seems to have not been quite so much a blessing as a curse. Well, um, I think that uh, social media is uh, are, uh, something new in the last uh, decade, so uh, they are quite helpful uh, to highlight uh, the, what could be uh, crew welfare matters. We are trying to improve, we are um, uh, preparing, uh, working on some apps that are under development, which, uh, I mean, if I may say, they may not be the solution of the problem, but they definitely help uh, to highlight uh, which are uh, the problems and the challenges uh, from the class perspective to solve these uh, matters. One of the interesting, other interesting questions I heard this morning, Ian, was around this whole idea of there is a mechanism for reporting vessel defects, but not necessarily those for, for, for want of a better word, people malfunctions. Yeah, I thought that was a great question. Um, and from a regulator's point of view, I think a really difficult one to answer. We, we put the onus on equipment to protect people on board vessels and, and the environment. And so if a piece of equipment breaks, it might have a knock-on effect. We don't really, I suppose, apply the same to people. If a, if a person breaks, it could also have those same implications. I think the challenge from today's question was it was very much about behaviour. And behaviour is very much down to somebody not following a company's processes or procedures. There may be underlying issues which we're not aware of, so it's very difficult for us to get involved. And we do have to leave that really with the, the companies to decide what's happened, what's gone wrong and what action they're going to take. And, and like I said today in the conference, it seems to be a really close-knit community. So if one company has great concerns, I'm pretty sure those concerns would, would make their way through. That brings its own challenges because they might be unfounded and therefore potentially ruin somebody's life. So it's so a really difficult thing and not something we'll resolve today. Carlo, from what you've heard today, are you encouraged by perhaps the will within this room to make a difference? Well, uh, definitely, yes. I think uh, that uh, there is much more awareness uh, than in the past uh, to this um, this uh, topic. Uh, probably in the, the past years, uh, we were more focused on only on technical aspects, uh, more for uh, naval architecture, for example, from my side, while the crew welfare was very much uh, limited to was, uh, what was strictly um, uh, um, let's say required by the rules while now we are trying uh, to add uh, to give an added value to some yachts uh, providing uh, something more for the crew that can make the difference uh, not only for the crew itself but also for the owner I mean, uh, on a, with an epic crew on board uh, everything goes always well and I think that uh, the industry is going uh, fast in this direction and Ian, one final question for you. Do you think that the REG has a role to play within moving that conversation forward that we saw today? I, th I think just the fact that, um, you know, we've been here on a forum. Actually, the, the crux of those questions came from industry itself. We, we added very little to that. So the fact the industry are talking about it and we're part of those conversations going forward, I, I think we do have a role to play. Um, but like I said right at the start, I think if industry can drive this forward and change can come from the bottom right the way through, they're going to have a greater impact than just, just the regulator alone.
Ian Andrew Carlo, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Red Ensign Group at the Superyacht Forum podcast. It was produced and presented by Heather Skull.